Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Reed Redmond. I'm Spencer Brudig. I'm Will Johnson. This show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences. This week on True Crime Chronicles. If someone was going to simply kill that little baby and discard her, why would they have bothered to bring all of that? We are very hopeful that we are going to find her. We believe that she is with someone safe. They say one trait will give her away. Her eyes are super sweet and they're super precious. It's on New Year's night, a little over a year ago, January 1st, 2020, that detectives with the Ansonia Police Department in Connecticut are called over to a hospital in nearby Bridgeport to review some security footage. Last night at around 8 o'clock, Ansonia Police say they were contacted by Bridgeport Police about a reported sighting, possibly, of little Vanessa Morales at Bridgeport Hospital. Vanessa Morales... The name's been all over the news for weeks, ever since the little girl had seemingly disappeared from her home in Ansonia. And the little girl in this video, she looks a lot like Vanessa. The child on the video had a striking resemblance to Vanessa, was with a group of people. But this lead, just like many others, doesn't pan out. The baby was not Vanessa, it was a a much younger child actually. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. In the late fall of 2019, the mother of Vanessa Morales, 43-year-old Christine Holloway, was living with her infant daughter on Myrtle Street in Ansonia, Connecticut. Tony Terzi has been covering this story since 2019 for Fox 61 in Hartford, Connecticut. Christine Holloway, um, a mother of lovely little Vanessa Morales, was a woman who graduated from Southern Connecticut State University in New Haven. She had always wanted to be a mom, and she and her boyfriend, Jose Morales, had beautiful Vanessa Morales, who was born in September of 2018. It's about a month and a half after Vanessa's first birthday, in September of 2019, that she and her mom are seen for the last time at least by Christine's family. Family members of Christine Holloway, again in her early 40s, hadn't heard from her in a couple of days, and that was unusual. We would FaceTime every night with dinner or bath time, and she that was just like her day. They spent every minute of every day together. She worked at a daycare in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, which was about 20 minutes south of Ansonia. And... She hadn't shown up to work at the daycare on this day, which was Monday, December 2nd, 
of 2019. Worried, the family quickly calls Christine's boyfriend, Vanessa's father. And he says that he hadn't seen her since they both left for work that morning. Jose Morales wasn't living with Christine at the home in Ansonia, but it wasn't out of the ordinary for him to spend the weekend over there. And the morning of December 2nd, 2019, the day Morales said he last saw Christine, was a Monday morning. He left in his car, she left in her car. If Christine had left for work, she hadn't made it, according to the daycare where she was employed. So her family, still unable to get in touch with her, asks police to do a welfare check. And there was nothing unusual. It was around 1.15 in the afternoon. Nothing unusual on that day. And so police left. And Sonia police then contact Jose Morales. And they say whatever he told them didn't quite match up with what he'd told Christine's family. So at that point, they decide to go back out to the residence to conduct a second welfare check. And they talk to a neighbor. The neighbor said... They saw a man early in the afternoon after police had already come to the house to do a welfare check and saw no evidence of anything. They saw a man who they knew to be Jose, the boyfriend. More information would come from the owner of the building and his mother, who would tell police they'd heard some commotion coming from the apartment over the weekend. They were both at the apartment on that Sunday, the day before, Sunday, December 1st, doing some garage work when the mother said, now that police were investigating, she said, you know, I heard three distinct hammering type sounds and like furniture was being moved around upstairs. And both of them said that that was the most commotion that they had ever heard coming out of that apartment, but they didn't think anything of it until police alerted them of their investigation. During the second welfare check, police decided to actually go into the apartment to search for Christine inside. They had to break into the apartment and they find Christine deceased in her bathroom. And it was a gruesome scene, police said. Gruesome. I mean, the investigators from state and local police, they found bone fragments, which were later determined to be a match with Christine's DNA, bone fragments in the garbage disposal in the sink. That's how badly she was beaten. As they process the bloody scene in front of them, the detectives learn about Vanessa. That's when they learned she had a 15-month-old daughter and the daughter was nowhere to be found. After finding Christine's body at the apartment, police speak to Jose Morales, the boyfriend, again. And according to Tony Terzi, some of the details of his story, well, they either change or they just don't quite add up. In one story, he says he cared for her. In one story, he said how he and a friend were talking over that Thanksgiving weekend about how Christine didn't really mean much to him. So there were mixed messages there. There were mixed messages about when he last was with her and the baby. And um, police finally brought him in at 4 a.m. on that, uh, that Tuesday morning. 
uh, to to the Ansonia Police Department. And he said he didn't stay over at her house for the weekend. He said he last saw Christine and Vanessa at his house in New Haven on Friday, which police say is a lie. Morales told police he went to his friend Hector's in East Haven on on Friday. And East Haven is, as you would imagine, just east of New Haven. He stated that he and Christine are not close and claimed that, quote, and this is from the arrest warrant, quote, we really don't like Christine but she's okay. And what he was referring to there was his mother, his stepfather, and him. We really don't like Christine, but she's okay. And the mother and stepfather said that couldn't be further from the truth. They adored Christine and the baby. Police would later get in touch with that friend Morales mentioned as his alibi, Hector. This Hector told investigators that he and Jose had smoked PCP on that Friday, November 29th, the day after Thanksgiving, and that he sold a couple additional bags of PCP to Morales. And Morales, during the course of the investigation, told police he had no idea where his daughter was and that he was high most of the weekend on PCP. In response to Morales insisting he wasn't at Christine's over the weekend, Police, having already talked to those neighbors who saw someone they identified as Morales stop by the apartment the day the body was found, ask if he'd stopped by at all, even briefly. And then when asked if he stopped by the apartment to pick up or drop off anything, police say he took a long pause and said, I'm not sure. Then when looking through Morales's phone at the Ansonia de- police department, a detective noticed there were only seven calls on his phone and thought that was strange. And none of the calls were from Monday morning. The earliest call was Monday evening. Now that Monday morning, remember, is when Christine would have gone to work. And so they questioned him. Uh, How come the calls were, the only calls left are from after 7 p.m. on Monday? And When asked if he erased any information on his cell phone, he replied that he deletes, quote, most of the stuff on his cell phone, which, again, for most of us is kind of odd. Police also ask about an apparent lack of concern. Why, in any of their conversations, he hasn't asked them about Christine, even before learning she was deceased, or asked them about Vanessa, his daughter. He asked the detective, do you want me to cry for Christine and Vanessa? You know, kind of a wise guy answer. Morales now claimed he wasn't close to Christine or Vanessa. And when reminded, he said Vanessa was important to him earlier in their conversation. He then responded with, well, I guess, yeah. As the investigation into the death of Christine Holloway, and the disappearance of Vanessa Morales continues. Jose Morales is placed under arrest on December 3rd, but not for anything related to Christine or Vanessa. For weapons charges, for illegally possessing two stun guns. Fox 61 would report that this wasn't his first arrest either. He had a history. According to court documents, 
Jose Morales has been convicted of violence in the past, including in 2012. And the court documents obtained by our station, Fox 61, said that Morales threatened an ex-girlfriend at that time while holding her down on the floor in her apartment. And the girlfriend's mother told police Morales said, quote, I'm going to break all of your bones. Several months after that, Morales was arrested again after police witnessed him, according to court documents, maliciously grabbing the arm of the same woman whose bones he'd allegedly threatened to break. And police say that after she broke free, he ran past her and grabbed her again. Morales was convicted of violation of probation and he went to jail for nine months. Both of these domestic violence arrests came in 2012 about seven years before Christine Holloway was found dead and Morales is arrested and jailed on those weapons charges. I believe the father was arrested in New Haven. It was a New Haven police arrest. Um, The information would come through them and not through our agency. But not related to the investigation then here? Not related to our homicide or missing person investigation, no. Does the father continue to cooperate? Father has been cooperative. Amid all this, baby Vanessa is still missing. And the search is still on. As I stated yesterday, finding Vanessa and bringing her home safely is our overriding concern. We, the family, would like to ask for everyone in our communities and beyond us to help bring baby Vanessa home safely. We are very hopeful that we are going to find her. We believe that she is with someone safe, and we want to make it a, a, a priority that they understand. Whatever circumstances that they have received Vanessa... Just bring her back to us so that we know she's safe. We are not looking to arrest anyone. We are not looking to begin criminal proceedings. Our priority is Vanessa's safety, bringing her home. Family members for both Christine Holloway's family and Jose Morales' family were out and about handing out flyers. These flyers with Vanessa's picture on them, four pictures of Vanessa, all trying to find her, trying to spread the word about this. And I'm joined right now by Vanessa's cousin, Joshua. Joshua, tell us a little bit about what has been going through the family's mind these past few days. Um, It's very hard on my grandparents, and I could only imagine the other side of the family. Um, We just want her home um, at any means necessary. We just want her home safe, healthy. I mean, Christmas is coming. Like, you know, she got to have her second Christmas, you know what I mean? And it's, it's cold out here. And it's, it's so much things going on in the world and we would never think it would happen to your own. And you were saying you have a one-year-old daughter that spends time with Vanessa. They're just a few months apart. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, my, my mom would take her over to my grandparents' house to spend time with her. And um, she's, um, Vanessa's only two months older than my own daughter. And I could only imagine if I lost my child out here in this cold. And at that age, you know what I mean? I would go crazy. So... I mean, I hope if anybody has any type of information, if you guys can call the authorities or anything, just please let us know. We're worried sick. And what is your message for people out there? You were saying you're not looking to get anyone in trouble. If anyone has her, just bring her anywhere safe. I mean, like I said, I just, I mean, I hope for anybody to just come forward. We don't want nobody in trouble. We honestly just want her safe at a hospital, at a nearest local police station, at a health center, anywhere just to make sure she's fine and safe. As they expand their search efforts, authorities issue an Amber Alert on December 4th, 
two days after the discovery of Christine's body at the apartment. Uh, the Amber Alert has just opened it up to more eyes. It put up on the highway billboards, uh, put a picture up there, and, you know, just, it gets more eyes on it, basically. What kind of response have you had? Any good tips? Um, the tips are rolling in, so yeah, I would say there has been good response. I can't give you a definitive, but I know that they've been receiving tips steadily over the last, for the entire investigation and still since the Amber Alert came out. The, the tips keep coming in. The following day, police search clothing donation bins in the area. And it's either then or soon after that those searches turn up some items of interest. They found bloody clothing, bloody toys. That blood would prove to be a match for Christine Holloway's DNA. In an effort to turn up additional leads, police would eventually release pictures of a few different items they say were missing from the apartment. Items that seem to suggest something important about whoever abducted Vanessa. A diaper bag that looked like a backpack, a comforter, and a car seat. If someone was going to simply kill that little baby and discard her, why would they have bothered to bring all of that? Unless it was just a way to throw police off the trail and assuming the way we did that, hey, maybe somebody really does have her because those are items that police are still looking for. During the course of the investigation, police publicly name Jose Morales as a person of interest, both in the murder of Christine Holloway and in the disappearance of his daughter, Vanessa Morales. Then on February 7th, 2020, Nearly 10 weeks after Christine's body had been discovered and Vanessa had disappeared, Jose Morales is arrested again. And this time, the charges include murder. 43-year-old Jose Morales, who this morning was charged with murder and tampering with physical evidence in connection with the brutal killing of his girlfriend, Christine Holloway, remains locked up on $5 million bond. Jose Morales had not, however, been charged in the disappearance of his daughter. No, uh, he is not facing any charges, although they will say he is the primary and only suspect in her disappearance. As we said from the beginning, uh, through our investigation, Jose Morales was the last known person to be seen with baby Vanessa. But he has not faced any charges for her disappearance yet. It's, uh, it is strictly the murder charge. Lieutenant Lynch, do you think that this particular arrest will... Uh, hopefully lead to the discovery of baby Vanessa. Our hope is that this will spur on whoever has information, now that an arrest has been made, to come forward and provide us with that information. Morales is still awaiting trial for that murder charge and has been maintaining his innocence. His attorney, Norm Pattis, spoke to the public in February about his client's innocence. I'd remind everybody about the presumption of innocence and notwithstanding the tragic and terrifying disappearance of uh, this, this young baby. Morales claims he is innocent in both cases. He admits to being high on PCP that weekend and says he does not remember much of it. Pattis telling Fox 61 that his client, quote, hopes and prays his daughter is safe and well. At some point, we are going to speak to him again. We're going to let the criminal case play out for the uh, homicide of Christine, and then we're going to get back to uh, trying to get in touch with him. And so that's where the case stands. You know, he, he hasn't been in court in at least six months. And with COVID, uh, there's no trial date set. Uh, baby Vanessa and Sonia Police issued numerous times, and the FBI has a $10,000 reward leading uh, for information leading to the safe return of baby Vanessa. 
This past December was the one-year anniversary of baby Vanessa's disappearance. The now two-year-old baby girl has been missing for a year. Her family still has hope that she can return home safely. It's all very surreal still, you know, and, um, you know, every day we just kind of, uh, we just hope that Vanessa comes home. Her family suspects that during this pandemic, her face might be covered by a mask in public, but they say one trait will give her away. Her eyes are super sweet and they're super precious. Police have said their investigation it's remained active the entire time. We've been getting tips and leads. Um, unfortunately, nothing has panned out. They said there were times where they were really hopeful, especially with the FBI offering a $10,000 reward for the safe return of the baby. Uh, but nothing has ever panned out. People have called in saying, hey, I saw that same Graco car seat uh, behind a you know, a grocery store in a town that's 20 minutes away or whatever. And they say they check out every lead, um, you know, six ways till Monday because they don't want to leave any stone unturned. But there's been nothing that has led them down a path that could lead to the discovery of baby Vanessa. And although she's now been missing for over a year, Vanessa's family is still hoping to bring the little girl home. It's so raw, um, but we want to thank everybody that's trying to find Vanessa, and um, hopefully someday it's going to be a very good story. Christine's mother has kept up a Christmas tree all year. She says she won't be taking it down until Vanessa returns home safely. Investigators are also operating under the assumption that Vanessa is still out there and still alive. They have maintained all along that their answer, the company line has been, until we have information to indicate otherwise, we believe she is alive. And we just have to get whoever has her to have confidence to know that they're not, we're not interested in arresting them. We just want that baby home. Hey, True Crime Chronicles listeners. This is Spencer Brudig. I am here with Reed Redman and Will Johnson. Reed, uh, I wanted to turn to the bins that were found with the bloody clothes. There is a very odd and eerie coincidence with that, right? Yeah. Tony Terzi told me that sort of the, the base where the families were handing out flyers and organizing the search efforts was actually on the exact same corner where they found the the bloody items in that donation bin. And, you know, it, it does appear to be just a complete coincidence. But like you said, it is it is eerie. And Reed, obviously, huge component of this story is finding Vanessa, figuring out what's happened to this little child. There's a lot of theories out there, I'm sure. Can you talk about some of that? Yeah, one theory that Tony Terzi told me some people have locally is that Vanessa may even be outside of the mainland U.S., Jose Morales, who has not been convicted in this case, he does have relatives in Puerto Rico, which I think is the reason some people have that theory that maybe, you know, some people would suggest he had this plan to get Vanessa to those relatives outside of the mainland U.S., but in a place where you don't need a passport to get to. And the sad thing there, as Tony mentioned to me, is that if that is what happened, that, you know, she's now off living with a family and, you know, maybe under a different name, the odds of finding her would be 
pretty slim if if whoever she's with doesn't want her to be found because she was so young, she wouldn't have any memory of all this. And for any of our listeners who've been listening to True Crime Chronicles for a little while, we covered a case uh, months ago, the Fotis Dulos case uh, in Connecticut. Some familiar names in this episode, actually. Norm Pattis, the attorney who we hear from in this episode, uh, also in the Dulos case. And then there's a connection with Jose's cellmate, right? Yeah, Fox 61 reported that after Jose Morales was arrested on that murder charge, that his cellmate was Kent Mawinney, who's been charged in the Dulos case, which is, you know, another another wild coincidence. Right, he was uh, the the lawyer, attorney, friend of Fotis Dulos, who was caught up in, in that case, and you're right, has been charged. And Reed, police have always stated that there will be no legal repercussions uh, for the person that brings uh, baby Vanessa forward. Is that correct? Yeah, the entire time they've been really clear in saying that if you bring baby Vanessa forward, you will not be prosecuted. They they will have some questions. They'll want to know how she came to be, you know, with you, but but they're not going to prosecute anyone who comes forward with baby Vanessa. All right, Reed, thanks for bringing us the story this week. For listeners who are new to the show and want to learn more about the cases we're covering and interact with other folks who are listening to the show, where can they go? We have a Facebook group called Inside the Crime Vault, where there are thousands of people who are interested in in true crime that, that you can talk about these cases and others like it with. For True Crime Chronicles, I'm Will Johnson, along with Reed Redman and Spencer Brudig. We'll be back next week with a new case and a new story.